Hi there! Welcome to Explain This, a podcast where we try to explain complex things in simpler ways for people of all ages. I'm your host, Jin Kim, and today we'll talk about how resonance works and how it can produce beautiful music, destroy bridges, and make our lives so much more vibrant. Let's get started. Are you familiar with the story of the Broughton Bridge? In 1831, a group of 74 soldiers were crossing a suspension bridge in England, marching in perfect unison like well-trained soldiers. As they crossed, they noticed that the bridge was vibrating in time to their steps. The soldiers found this pretty cool, but not for long. Soon after, they heard loud banging and snapping sounds. Then, the bridge violently collapsed into the river. Fortunately, no one died as part of this incident, but many soldiers were badly injured. I'm sure while they were recovering in hospital, they were asking the same questions you all are. What the flip happened to the bridge? The answer, of course, is resonance. Before we tell you what resonance is exactly, let's start as usual by explaining it to you as if you were five years old. Do you like swinging? Hang on, that came out wrong. I mean, do you enjoy going on the swing on the playground? I know I do. If you want to swing really high, ideally you have a good friend that can push you from the back. But as you probably already know, you have to be pushed just at the right moment. If your friend just pushed you at random times, it'll just make you stop or slow you down. But if they push you exactly once every time you're swinging back towards the ground moving forwards and just above the ground, then you'll feel yourself swinging higher and higher. But they have to do it exactly right, just once every cycle. You can do this yourself too without anyone pushing. When you're at the highest point, either forwards or backwards, kick your legs out in the opposite direction to give yourself a boost. But you have to time it right. It's kind of an experience thing, you just have to practice and practice. And it's the rhythm that's super important, because when you push something at exactly the same rhythm as it's already moving, then it adds up really quickly and you end up with much more energy, letting you swing higher than anyone else in the playground can. In science, we call this Resonance. Welcome back. Hope you got some fond nostalgia of riding a swing in the playground as a child. Or in my case, routinely as an adult, because never let your inner child die. Alright, so resonance. Destroyer of bridges. Bringer of thrills in a swing. What in the world is it? Basically, everything in the world has a natural frequency. Kind of like a tuning fork. What this means is that every object has its own vibration frequency, it's kind of like a user ID. If you hit a tuning fork, it will hum at a specific note as it vibrates. That's its natural frequency. Now with frequency, try not to overthink it. The simplest way to think about it is, in a given amount of time, how often does this thing vibrate or bounce or go back and forth? For example, if a swing is swinging five times in one minute, that has a higher frequency than a swing that's swinging two swings a minute. That's all. That's all you need to know in terms of frequency. Now, resonance is the physics phenomenon where a small vibration of just the right frequency makes something of the same natural frequency vibrate much more intensely in response. That sounds a bit complex. The easiest way to show this practically is with a crystal wine glass. Go to the kitchen and get out your finest wine glass. Now, Wet your finger and slowly run it along the rim of the glass. You'll notice that when you get the speed just right, the glass starts to hum. 
This is because your fingers are creating a vibration. When the vibration frequency matches the wine glass's natural frequency, you get resonance, and the whole glass vibrates much louder than your finger is moving, and that's loud enough to produce a sound. This is the science behind the trope of an opera singer shattering a wine glass with just her voice. If you sing at just the right pitch and with enough volume, then you'll get enough vibrational energy through resonance to shatter the glass. Now the swing example makes more sense, right? Essentially, a swing is a pendulum, which creates a frequency much like a ticking clock. Tick, tock, tick, tock, wee. If you push the swing at the same frequency as it's going back and forth, then you'll get resonance and the swing moves with much more energy. Easy as that. So resonance is all fun and games when it comes to swings and musical glasses, but when it comes to buildings, it can become a deadly force. You can probably figure out what happened to Broughton Bridge now. Because soldiers march in perfect step, they act like a waveform of a very specific frequency, like a single music note. If this note happens to match the natural frequency of the bridge, then you get resonance and the bridge will vibrate much harder. If you don't stop resonating, the energy builds and builds until it is much stronger than what the bridge is made of, and it snaps like spaghetti. You'd think this is a rare phenomenon because, honestly, how often would soldiers be marching perfectly at a bridge's natural frequency? But in reality, it's surprisingly more common than you think. I mean, after the Broughton Bridge incident, the UK army actually stopped soldiers from marching in step over bridges, so that they don't have another incident like that. A similar incident happened in 1836 in France, when a battalion of soldiers crossed Angers Ridge, sorry for my horrible French pronunciation, and the resonance from their footsteps made the bridge collapse. But unlike the UK incident, 226 people died. It's not even an old phenomenon. In 2000, when the Millennium Bridge opened in London, they had to close it pretty much immediately because it swayed so much that people couldn't cross it. Resonance is a powerful force that engineers have to take into consideration when building bridges and buildings. If you ignore it, you end up with resonance disasters followed by heckin' big lawsuits. In the case of the Millennium Bridge, the clever engineers accounted for the resonance, but only the vertical resonance. This meant that when people walked on the bridge, it was okay because their steps were accounted for in the design of the bridge. But when the wind blew on it at the right frequency from the side, there would be horizontal resonance, and the bridge would sway side to side like a slithering snake. And of course, people are going to try beat the system by swaying with the bridge by moving side to side just to make sure they're standing upright and not falling over. And this only makes it worse because you add to the resonance and the bridge just gets more and more sway. Okay, so that's resonance in a nutshell. It's pretty cool that a physics phenomenon can explain everything from swings on the playground to making wine glasses hum to breaking bridges crumbling from vibrations from footsteps. We'll take a very short break, and after that, we'll talk about how resonance doesn't just apply to physical things, but to our brains as well. Welcome back. Alright, so we were talking about how resonance is when a small vibration can result in a much greater force when it is the same frequency as an object's natural frequency. Well, that doesn't just apply to guitar strings and tuning forks, it applies to our brains as well. Think about it. Have you ever had one of those moments where you hear a line in the movie or a song lyric and it just hits you? The same applies to books and poetry. Sometimes you just come across words that perfectly sync with what is on your mind. I'll give you some personal examples. Every time I listen to Billy Joel's Piano Man, the line, 
Yes, it's sharing a drink called loneliness, but it's better than drinking alone. Just hits me really hard like a pang. It just perfectly sums up a bittersweet feeling that all of us have experienced at some stage in our lives. Another example is a hauntingly beautiful scene from my favorite movie, Before Sunrise, where Celine says, if there's any kind of magic in this world, it must be in the attempt of understanding someone, sharing something. I know it's almost impossible to succeed, but who cares really? The answer must be in the attempt. I felt an almost electric buzz when I first watched that scene, because for me, I value those kind of special connections as one of the most important things in life. I've watched that movie like 50 times now, but that line just resonates with every fiber of my being each time. And there we go. That's what resonance feels like. Not the physical kind, but the intangible resonance that only we feel in our own brains. You see, words are like humming tuning forks and we are the wine glass. When we hear the right words that are of the same frequency as our brain waves, it just resonates through us. It's a wonderful feeling, really. And I'm sure you can think of a personal moment where you've experienced resonance. And it can be as simple as a single word. In episode 9, when we talked about picking a yearly theme, I mentioned that you should choose a theme that resonates for you. In my case, when I heard my friends suggest growth among a list of possible themes, the word just felt right. It seemed to strike a chord with me. It was on my wavelength. It vibed with me. These are all different phrases people commonly use when they feel resonance. It's like the words send a shockwave through your system. Such a simple little sound wave can create major ripples in your thinking and your life if it's the right wavelength. Now you might be sitting there thinking, eh, not sure about words, but I've definitely had the feeling of vibing something or someone. What's that about? Well, that's because there's another part of your body that experiences another kind of resonance. And no, it's not your genitals. Get your head out of your gutter. This is a PG podcast. No, 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 no. What we're going to talk about is your soul. You see, words resonate with your brain because your brain thinks in words. But the soul? That's the part of your body that feels. You might call it your heart, or your spirit, or your essence. Or you might get technical and say feelings technically still come from the brain. But it doesn't matter. What matters is the feeling of something resonating with your soul. A very common source of this kind of resonance is music. Many of us have at least one song that just gives chills through our bones. The kind of song that you feel with every part of your body. The kind of song that makes you forget about your worries and your strife. <laughs> I'm sorry that this episode has so much of my random singing. There's even a word for it. Frisson. When music gives you so much thrills and chills that it gives you goosebumps. That's what it feels like to have your soul resonate with something. It doesn't have to be just music either. For many people, it's some form of passion that resonates with their soul, whether it be a hobby like poetry or playing golf, an interest like learning about art history or how things work, visiting a place of significance like an ancient ruin or the city you always dreamed of, or even just an incredible view, like a panoramic view of a mountain range or a golf-smackingly beautiful sunset. The world is so full of various wonders and excitement that something is bound to resonate with whatever the natural frequency of your soul is. And whatever it is, when you feel it, you'll know it. Now, resonance of your soul isn't something you can 100% explain. You just have to experience it. But what do you do if you don't think you've ever experienced it? Or you think you've had it once or twice, but you can't put a finger on exactly what resonated with you at the time? Well, remember the wine glass experiment? 
The only way you can find the glass's natural frequency is to take a tuning fork, make it hum, hold it close to the glass, and see if it sings with it. And if it doesn't, you try a different tuning fork, ad nauseum, until you find the tuning fork of the same frequency as the glass. The same holds for you. If you want to find your native frequency, and I can't recommend it strongly enough because it's awesome, then you have to expose yourself to various frequencies. Try new hobbies. Read books and watch movies that make you think and feel. Go traveling and expand your horizons. Say yes to new opportunities and be proactive in looking for new experiences. Take the leap. This is one of those things that there's no cheat code or answer sheet to. Just gotta do it. That's just how it is. Because at the end of the day, what you're really doing is learning about yourself. Learning what makes you tick. What makes you buzz? What makes you feel alive? And on the topic of the pursuit of your natural frequency, let's talk about the one other very important thing that can resonate with you. Connection. Okay, so we've talked about how some things resonate with our brains and some things resonate with our souls. Well, why can't we have both? For me, I love resonating with my music, my hobbies, and all the simple pleasures of the world. But the resonance I get the biggest thrills from is that I get with people. Again, this is not a complicated nor an uncommon concept. I'm sure there are people you have met in life, and hopefully even kept around, who you just vibe with. People who, shall we say, are on your wavelength. These are the kind of people who you can talk with endlessly into the night about everything and nothing. The kind of people who just seem to get you and your way of thinking and being. The kind of people who you can get jump up and down on the spot kind of excited with you as you nerd out about Harry Potter or Star Wars or whatever you're geeking out about. The kind of people who you feel okay letting your guard down with, and being open and vulnerable with. The kind of people that make you feel more complete and whole, because they complement your being. When you're with people who you click and connect with, it's like your soul start buzzing and vibrating, with an intensity that could topple any bridge or tower. It's probably why people use the term soulmate. Feels like your souls are two halves of one being. And it doesn't even have to be a big thing like a beautifully written love letter. It could be tiny little gestures, like your friend telling you that they learned something from your blog post, or your partner bringing you flowers because they know you had a rough week, or your parents making you your favorite meal when you go to visit them. Remember, resonance is when a small vibration creates a bigger vibration because the frequencies sync up. That's what happens in these kind of wonderful connections. One of my favorite authors is a French author named Bernard Verver, and he wrote in one of his books, one plus one is three. When a person meets another person, three things are established. Cooperation, understanding, and solidarity. I guess that's what resonance ultimately boils down to. It's when one plus one is three. When the sum of two things is much greater than its parts. When two people of similar frequencies find each other, many wonderful great things are born from them. So when you think you've found the person who thinks and feels on the same frequency as you, someone that resonates with you, you should do everything in your power to build that connection, because that kind of resonance doesn't come around every day. You have to take action and fight for it and nurture it and treasure it. So whether it's having a beer with your friend you haven't had a chance to catch up with in a while, or putting yourself out there to meet new people and discover new connections, or asking out someone who you vibe in, get out there and resonate with someone. Alright, so what did we learn today? We learned that everything has a natural frequency, and when you stimulate something with a vibration of a similar frequency, it will resonate with a much stronger vibration. 
we learned that resonance can be very powerful, from shattering glasses to collapsing bridges. We learned that our brains resonate with words, our souls resonate with experience, and we resonate with people who are on our wavelength. We also learned that we each have our own natural frequency, and it is so incredibly rewarding to discover and cultivate the things and people that resonate with us. So what resonates with you? Whether it's words, a song, or a special someone, tell us all about it in a comment or an email. I'd love to hear about it. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Explain This. I hope you've learned something interesting and maybe even useful today. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Explain This was written and hosted by me, Jin Kim. If you'd like to suggest a topic or just send a lovely message, you can email me at explainthiscast at gmail.com or follow me on Facebook or Twitter 